Welcome to real. Welcome to real nerds. I'm Ryan. Uh, what was that? <laughs> I have no idea. Oh, Brad, please find a way to cut that out. Um, to my welcome to real nerds. I'm Ryan. To my right is Brad. To my far right is James. And this week we saw the immortals, or is it just immortals? It's just, it's the immortals. just immortals. Is it? Okay. I mean, it's it's immortals. It's not like just immortals. <laughs> Maybe it is just immortals. So yeah, that's what we saw this week. So we'll go ahead and start some real news. It's real news. Hey guys, guess what? What? So everything you wanted to say bad. I don't know if this is really news. It's actually kind of funny. Um, the COO, Ron Meyer of Universal had an interview and he talked about movies he didn't like that they made. I know. And it's actually kind of funny. Um, I'll say the movie and I'll say what he said and then we can talk about if you agree with him. Um, so, The Wolfman. And he said it's one of the worst movies we've ever made. Uh, was Wolfman. <laughs> it, it was Wolfman and Babe 2 are two of the shittiest movies we put out. <laughs> um, in The Wolfman, the cast was awful. The director was wrong. Benicio stunk. It all stunk. Have now, you guys seen The Wolfman? No, but what's funny about that is that the you know he specifically says the director stunk, but Universal took the original director off of that movie and it put did. a different guy on. Of course he stu- like like uh, it was Joe Johnston who we yeah. just saw do Captain America, which is amazing. Of course he didn't do his best work on that because he got he came in like a month before they started filming. Yeah, and you know I don't think Wolfman's that bad. And in fact, if you get the Blu-ray, which I got at Best uh, not Best Buy, uh, Best Buy. I mean, fuck, Blockbuster for $3. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel the same way, yeah. And they, the director's cut is 35 minutes longer, and there's more story, so it makes way more sense and, uh, and than the theatrical cut yeah. you saw in the theater. It's, it's all right. I mean, it's... I'll have to borrow I wouldn't money. say it's the worst movie they've ever made. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I, think so. I uh, mean, Universal. But it's, it's, not, it's not impressive. Yeah, I mean, it's... Has it's Universal ever made an, Adam, seen, an Adam so. Sandler movie? <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think um, Click? Little, little Nicky? Billy Madison is universal. Oh. Maybe. I don't, don't quote me on that. I don't know. Yeah, I don't want to call Billy um, Madison the worst. And then movie. he went on to say Cowboys and Aliens wasn't good enough. All those creatures bouncing around were crappy. I think it was a mediocre movie, is what he said about Cowboys and Aliens. Now, see, that's an interesting one because I think that the sentence Cowboys and Aliens wasn't good enough is true. As much as I love Cowboys and Aliens, it's a it's a divisive movie. Not everybody liked it, and there are certain plot beats in that movie that really stink, mm-hmm. especially the ones involving Olivia Wilde. And for how for how many great names were behind that movie, yeah. it was not Star Trek. It was not a huge tentpole yeah, movie. Yeah, but Harrison Ford was amazing in that movie. I loved him in that movie. He, hold on, he is. There are great things about that movie, and it's way better than people give it credit for. But I, I think that the sentence, that first sentence is true. Yeah. Then the rest, what he points out is the things that are wrong with it aren't actually the things that are wrong with it. I don't think that the CG stuff bouncing around is really where the problem lies. Oh, I don't think so um, either. Um, but it's also unfair to like point out specific plot points in yeah. your own movies. It's, it's crazy that he's even doing this. I know. And coming I, out and being that's like, why I'm kind of talking hey, we made about shit. it. Because, yeah. um, did you, uh, what do you have to say about Cozy Alien? Do you think it's mediocre? Yeah, I, I, I like you said the Olivia Wilde, uh, not her performance, but just her character's story. It was yeah. kind of it was felt it was a clearly on there. yeah it was a clearly like a relic from a re- from early scripts that they just couldn't get rid of, like mm-hmm. that they were trying to write out because they 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 boiled it down so much that they were trying to avoid it, but it was so important to the end that they just couldn't figure out a way to write themselves out of that. That's how it feels to me. Um, 
but it should have been better than that. Like they should have taken another six months and said like, we have to get rid of this and just make this Cowboys versus Aliens. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, and then the next one is a movie I haven't seen. It's uh, Land of the Lost with Will Ferrell. Land of the Lost. And all he said was was just crap. That's probably a couple more like words in it, but I mean that's the one I took out of his quote was just crap. He also said yeah. like they don't set out to make awful movies. No, it yeah. just, no, no just, one does. It's what happens. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, but uh, my, my favorite part of actually this article I read was he was talking about Scott Pilgrim, and he said. Uh, Scott Pilgrim is actually a, kind of a good movie, but none of you guys went and saw it, um, uh, and you didn't tell your friends to go see it. So that's um, on you. Uh, Cowboys much. and Aliens didn't deserve better. Linda Lost didn't deserve better. Scott Pilgrim did deserve better. Absolutely. And it's kind of an interesting article, and I've never most. Uh, he's the first studio big shot I've ever read where he kind of admitted the mistakes they made yeah. making movies. Well, he was admitting it to a bunch of computer designer so <laughs> it's not like he was admitting it to you know uh jay, jay leno or something well so. yeah. but it's still got out there On and he's probably TV. gonna catch some flack for it um, yeah. but he shouldn't i mean the truth is he's like don he, draper you know, in that one episode where he writes the article and sends it to the paper he is isn't that fascinating man yeah. that's a great show isn't it um <laughs> sorry sorry ryan more on that later uh Mad Men will help you get your Z's. <laughs> Remember but, that old commercial? You know, that cool? It's funny because if you ever really talk to anybody who, or listen to anybody talk who's in movies, especially people who've made bad movies, they'll all tell you that same thing, that no one sets out to make a shitty yeah. movie. I mean, like Everybody starts off with the very best intentions, but the truth is it's a miracle that any movie gets made, certainly that any movie gets made half decent. I mean, there's so many yeah, hands in the pot, and yeah. you know it, it's tough. And but it, I thought it was an interesting article when I read it. Yeah. Um, oh, absolutely. So I would like to see more people talk that way. Yeah. Especially with some hindsight. Like the nice thing is he doesn't really throw anybody under the bus. Yeah. You know, like he doesn't say. I, he kind of does does with Joe Johnson. And he kind of says. Toro mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that's true. Stunk. Yeah. But he's not um, good in that movie. It, uh, Del Toro was a producer on that movie, too. Yeah, I think actually the biggest problem with that movie is um, Benicio Del Toro. Yeah, I always thought that. Because like that, that seems like it casting for the for the the Wolfman part of the man, but you don't want your main character to be that I, guy who I you can't really relate to. That movie, even though his actor, he's an actor and he went to America, but he never he has an American accent. Everybody else from England has an England accent. It's really bizarre. Um, yeah, it's you have to go back and watch it because his father has a huge English accent. Obviously, it's Anthony Hopkins. Yeah. Anyway, well, because when you cast Anthony Hopkins, you don't tell him, "Hey, can you not talk like you?" Yeah. Well, no, you know what I mean. Like, and it, it takes yeah. place in England, so it's bizarre. Yeah. Um, so, Brat Ratner is no longer um, producing the Oscars. Well, it's bigger than that. First, Eddie Murphy left. No, his first was him. Oh really? Yeah, because oh, that's not the um, way I read it. He was talking about, and this might explain a lot of his movies. Uh, he said, <laughs> "Rehearsal is for fags." Well, <laughs> and originally, um, um, the Academy wasn't gonna didn't fire him. Yeah, um, but he decided to resign, and then after that, Eddie Murphy said, "Well, if, well, if uh, I can't talk like Eddie Murphy, <laughs> um, Axel Foley said if <laughs> if Brett Brett R- Retner isn't gonna do it, then I'm not gonna do it," and they hired Billy Crystal to do it, so they didn't hire a new director yet. Ah, uh, yeah, it's uh, uh, did they? Grazer, Brian Grazer. That oh, that's like right. the crazy. He's not, he's not really a director; he's a producer. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, Ratner was but, the producer. Yeah, Ratner too. was yeah. the producer too. Yeah, so, um, and Billy Crystal is a better, I think, trade off than Eddie Murphy, anyways. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, Eddie Murphy was never going to be good. 
Um, and it'll be interesting to see if you know Billy Crystal back when he did it in the '90s was great. Yeah. Like his his Oscar openings were some of the best. Like when John Stewart was coming on, everybody talked about like, is this going to be the first time in a long time that we've we're going to enjoy the Oscars, especially the opening segment, the way that mm-hmm. we enjoyed, you know, um, uh, David Letterman or Billy Crystal. Yeah. Um, and it, I mean, John Stewart was pretty good, but. It'll be interesting to see if the writers now, with the way that the Oscars are now, will still make Billy Crystal funny. You know, I mean, Billy Crystal is inherently funny, but yeah. the writing has a lot to do with it, too. I agree. And I you know, actually kind of hope it would be Neil Patrick Harris, because if you've seen MPH do award shows, he's really good. And because he that has that showman, um, he did the Video Game Awards this uh, last year, and he had this awesome musical number where he was killing people. And, um, and Hasn't he done the Tonys? And he did the Tonys. He's done the yeah. Tonys a couple times. I mean, I didn't watch the Tonys, but I always yeah, watched the I don't highlights, either. obviously. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I, I always thought he'd be interesting. And so, yeah. As long as it's not what they did last year. But I also read or... it in the article, too, that he uh, Ratner went on the Howard Stern's show and said he fucked Olivia Wilde. And then he said, what? And he's like, oh, no, I didn't. What? What a weirdo. He's going crazy. Yeah. I'm going to have to stop defending him for a while. Yeah. He's stupid. That's weird. And uh, I Whoopi guess... Whoopi Goldberg. Yeah. I want somebody like Whoopi Goldberg to host the Emmy. The <laughs> or the truth is, I was talking to my folks about this, I would love for Ricky Gervais to do it. I would love for them to have the balls, and they, they would never do this because, of course... You know, one of the did things he about do the, the Emmys, he yeah. did, and but and, people and, were upset. Yeah. Well, well, people were upset because he got up there and were like, "You people are ridiculous. This is stupid." And he made fun of them, and it was hilarious. It was it was really entertaining for those of us at home, and we were like, "Yeah, okay, I want to watch this show now." Mm-hmm. You know, but then of course, people got mad because nobody in Hollywood has a sense of humor about what they do. Even though he was making fun of fucking Charlie Sheen, of course he was. That guy's <laughs> a joke. You know, if we can't make fun of him, we can't make fun of anyone. Um, but I would love to see somebody like that who yeah. doesn't just sort of, you know, bow down to this really inflated idea that the Oscars have of themselves. Yeah, I think that's the biggest problem with the Oscars is they think they're more important than they really are. Yeah. That's why movies like King's Speech and um, English Patient win Best Picture when clearly there's better pictures and more people like yeah. certain movies. And just because they're snobby is, yeah. I mean, mm. and even though I like Shakespeare in Love, how Saving Private Ryan didn't win that year is beyond me. Well, so. yeah, it's it's because Weinstein is a, a genius and a yeah, salesman. Um, yeah, the truth is, like, when it comes to the actual re- awards anymore, I pay more attention to the, the SAGs and the DGAs because those are the ones where people who actually do that job yeah. are voting for the people they love the most, and especially the DGAs where every all five of the directors who get nominated for the DGA that year, they all get awards. Like, they all get the DGA, and then, like, one of them gets up and does... And they all, I think they all do their speeches, and mm. at the end of the night, they're like, oh, yeah, and that guy won. And that's that's all it is. So the truth is, all five of those guys won the DGA that year, but one guy, you know, got an extra sticker, you know? <laughs> Which, that's the way it should be done, because yeah. you really can't compare the five or now ten movies that are the top ten. Yeah. You know, they are... They are the ten best movies that year, you know. According to some people. Um, and then the last little thing I have is uh, Mickey Rourke is a crazy method actor because I guess um, for Iron Man 2, he went to Russia, studied an accent for three months, and then when he got to the set, they wouldn't let him do all the crazy stuff he wanted to do, and he got all pissed off, and he said um, he would never mail in a performance on some nerd with a pocket full of money was calling the shots. Not him. So put a dick. Yeah. <laughs> Just because he was in the movie we saw today. Anyways, that's all I got for news. 
Yeah, he was a dick in that movie too. Dude, Brian K. Vaughn is going to write a TV show like by himself. Brian K. Vaughn is running nice. the... Uh, I believe it's for Showtime. They're adapting Stephen King's Under the Dome. And Brian K. Vaughn has been signed on to be like the lead writer on that show. Which... I don't know that I give a shit about Under the Dome as an idea, mm-hmm. but if Brian K. Vaughn is the guy writing it, I will be there. Yeah. Because I will at least I will at least care about those characters and it'll be plotted and uh the cliffhangers will be such that I will keep watching. Yeah. Um He's a cool writer. He is. Yeah. And he's coming back to comics too next year. Nice. Which, I did read that too. Yeah. Yeah, he's coming back to comics. Because Hollywood is too stupid to hire the best talent they've got. <laughs> um Anyway, Ryan, you're a big fan of The Rock, right? I am. So does that mean that you're going to see my favorite new titled movie, which is called Journey to the Mysterious Island? Absolutely not, because I did not go see The Tooth Fairy. (laughs) I will see The Rock in cool movies. I will not support him in his family crap. I'm a big fan of Step Up to the Streets. I didn't see it, but I really (laughs) like the title. Like I really love the title "Step Up to the Streets," um, and "Journey to the Mysterious Island" is is almost as good. Like when I saw that title, I thought somebody spent a good. Did you thir- watch the trailer? Oh yeah, it's horrible. I it's heard absolutely it was. Horrible. I didn't watch it because when I saw the trailer for the Tooth Fairy, uh, I thought it was a fucking joke. I'm at, like really? At no point do they explain what, how Brendan Fraser turned into a Samoan, because um, <laughs> that is the biggest mystery of them all. The center of it's your the earth changes you. Well, I don't know, but they don't explain who the character is. Like, it starts... He got so close to the lava in the center of the earth, it made him brown. (laughs) And also way huger. And And way cooler. Yeah, yeah. And probably more funny. Oh, damn it, Brendan Fraser. And a better actor. Oh. I really like The Mummy. Um, Yeah, that movie's not going to be good. But I love the title. I do. (laughs) It it took him a good 13 seconds to make it. A little bit of sad news. There will be no Bruce Campbell in Oz the Great and Powerful. Yeah, I saw that. Mm-hmm. Yep. But he's still pumping it up. If you go to his website, there's a little link for it and everything. So. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's still, like, he's probably visited the set and he's like, yeah. hey, man. That's Why how, that's how Bruce Campbell talks in my voice. <laughs> hey, man. Yeah. That's actually kind of more like how Sam Raimi You get the sarcastic sounds. munchkin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Hey, uh, baby, how if you want to go down that road there? Make him ash as a munchkin. You know, have a torn up blue shirt, some <laughs> jeans on, shrink him down. Have the scar on the chin. That'd be awesome. So why am I not in charge in Hollywood? Do like a Helena Bottom <laughs> Carter in uh, Alice in Wonderland. Like just his yeah, huge oh head on a tiny little munchkin body. Oh, oh no. Oh, man. Um, my last bit of news involves Tarsum Singh, who we just saw his movie. And we'll talk about what we thought about his, his movie a little later. But Tarsum Singh came out and he's talking about... He's made some other stuff. I forget what it is. Um, I think he made Tootsie, I think. Not Tootsie, but like the African yeah, I know he movie. made The Cell and... Oh, uh, that's right. The Fall? Or The Fall? Oh, that's right. The, the fall. fall is his. Yeah, that's right. Uh, anyway, uh, he's talking about... His next movie is going to be some other thing. But after that, he wants to make a Samurai Jack movie. Did you guys ever watch Samurai Jack? I saw a little bit on... Cartoon Network. Yeah. Old. Um, or cool. No, Samurai <laughs> Jack was really great. Uh, the art style in that, in that show was a, was kind of revolutionary because they got rid of lines. Agreed. There are no outlines on that in that show. It's all just block colors, um, which I explain that now 
and that doesn't sound cool, but the truth is when you look at the yeah. art, you realize, oh, this looks totally different than regular cartoons. Um, on the story is sort of just a kooky, like, you know, oh, here's a way for us to put Samurai Jack in different universes every week and then have him do all this cool action. But what's important is the action in that show was really badass and over the top, and the the villain was was weird, and every week was a, a really crazy idea. Um, and I will say, I... I kind of think that he could do that well. No matter what we say about this movie, the movie we saw tonight, I think that what I saw was somebody who could do a crazy over-the-top action movie about a time-traveling, universe-bending samurai. <laughs> he he might be able to do that really cool. Uh, they haven't said yet whether or not it would be... I mean, he's just sort of spitting it off as something he'd like to do. Uh, so it, there's no word on whether or not it would be... When it comes to production design, or, he definitely knows... He's definitely demonstrated that he can handle... Making things look spiffy, but yeah. Can he? Uh, <laughs> I don't. I don't know. Um, we'll talk about that because it's interesting. You said production design specifically, because that might be the biggest problem I have with Immortals. Hmm. Um, interesting. The, the biggest problem. The big, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh yeah, the biggest problem. Um, Brad, do you have any news? No, I've been moving all week, so I'm. Oh, that's true. Yeah, that's true. Yep. All right. So I guess uh, we'll go into what we've been watching. Hey guys, have you ever seen Paranormal Activity? No. Yes. Have you seen? I saw oh yeah, it with you. Yeah, Brad went with me to see Paranormal Activity. Um, so I'm guessing you haven't seen Paranormal Activity too. I have not. Um, no. The other night, Laura was working. I was really bored. I had I couldn't find anything to watch. Sorry. It was streaming. I'm like, whatever. You know, I'll watch it. I'll give it a chance because so many people like this movie. And you know how I feel about Mad Men. That's <laughs> yeah. the exact same thing. The Paranormal Activity. <laughs> It's Except without the character design. Exactly. Um, where Mad Men, I can, you know, get behind, you know, uh, John Hamm, you know. Yeah, he's, you don't enjoy the, it, but, but you see that there's some art going exactly. on. Exactly. Um, Paranormal Activity 2. Okay, so in the first Paranormal Activity, this family's being haunted by something. And uh, when me and Brad went and saw it in this movie, every time this entity, entity would show up they had like this weird music it's a ghost. right can it's we just like, say it's a ghost no it's just like a hum yeah or a hum it's like mm. it's not a ghost though that's See, the, it's not the grudge noise no yeah. uh it's not a ghost you find out paranormal activity 2 is actually a prequel yeah um so it's her sister is with her husband and her stepdaughter and she's being visited by this demon that the first night, it takes a pool cleaner out of the pool and puts it on the ground. Did I scare you yet? <laughs> this is true. Okay. And so, so, like, you mean like the automatic, comp- yeah, like, the, yeah, like the, the, the pool vacuum exactly. just sort of like vacuums up out of the pool and is like, yeah. So now I'm now I'm vacuuming your deck. Yeah. So it's out of the pool. That sounds then, that sounds like an innuendo. This like is literally innu- the first forty five minutes, and they're going, but you didn't put that out of the pool. You're like. So what? And then they you try maybe to get... the maybe the like the fox pulled it out of the pool because it thought it was a dead bird. Maybe, and so it keeps on going. end of drama. It keeps on going on, and then at one point a high chair falls over for no reason. Did somebody kick it? No. No way. What? Yeah, and so it's see this. You find out that this demon gets hates a... high chairs. It hates high chairs, and it also hates dogs because the dog barks at it all the time, so it hurts the dog. But you don't see it hurt the dog. Oh, I was going to say, oh, man, I can't see that movie. But um, if, we, if we don't see it hurt the dog. 
It makes noises though, and then um, like it does it make like <laughs> yeah, like those noises. Yeah, and then oh. all of a sudden the demon gets more powerful the more you fear it, and it turns out it's looking for the first born boy in this line of family because their great aunt sold her soul to a demon Wait, to did... get rich and the first boy wasn't born until these girls had this boy how did they learn all this did the did the demon oh they went them? online the little the stepdaughter went online wait went online to what site uh, can i go to this site uh you know i don't know does, does the demon have a website maybe are there are there and then you, you know in the first one uh remember when that dude flew into the camera and then that chick like looked at the camera and had like a demon face she shows up at their house, breaks the guy's neck, kills the, the his wife, and takes her baby. They're never heard of again. Did I just terrify you guys? Those movies are so fucking stupid. Wait. I like Doug Benson's wait. description of it. <laughs> Paranormal Activity 3. It's scary if you find a chair falling over terrifying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is, is Paranormal Activity 4 going to have a subtitle, The Demon Webmasters? <laughs> Maybe it just... Because that's what it's camera. all going back to, right? Remember, because now this one's in the eighties, right? Yeah, so the next one, will be, oh no, so the next one well, will be see yeah, now the I 70s. know the premise there weren't, of the third weren't. one because the, the girls mention in the second one that they were harassed by a demon and their mom went crazy when they, when were, they kids. were kids, but Ooh. they thought her mom was just crazy. But it turns out, no, guys, did her mom make the web? Wait, her mom's but dead. See, what doesn't make sense about that? Who made whole the website thing? Is why is a demon terrorizing these girls when it's going after the first Melbourne? It's so stupid. Just don't watch the movie. The demon's just a prick. And I watched uh, Snakes on a Plane in that movie. Stupid too. But no, at least it has Samuel hey, L. Jackson. Hey, Snakes on a Plane is not stupid. Your wife and I are friends because of Snakes on a Plane. I know. You know, she pointed out something to me though. I missed on Snakes on a Plane when the male flight attendant throws a snake in the microwave. He hits a button that says snake. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, that movie has snake vision. How it can does. you not like it? You know, it's. I mean, it's what it is. You know what I oh, mean? Oh yeah. It's. But, I mean, it's not good. No, but there's. I mean, the part that you know you have to love is when the heroic music starts playing and Samuel L. Jackson stands up. It's like that is it. I'm yeah. tired of these motherfucking plane snakes on this motherfucking plane. And then he just yeah. goes ape shit like Samuel can. Yeah. And, that's and, what it, I and saw everyone in, when I saw it in theaters, <laughs> everyone in my theater uh, cheered at that moment. So much so that you couldn't actually hear Samuel L. Jackson say that line. The problem is there were only about seven people in that movie, which is why that movie didn't do well. The one thing I do remember when that movie came out is our friend Joe. Uh, I got a phone call from him one day. Yes. And I picked so up the phone because it said Joe. And I answered it and I said, hello. And it was Samuel L. Jackson. He's like, hey, Ryan. This is Samuel L. Jackson telling you to get your ass to go see Snakes on a Plane. So that was a pretty cool marketing thing. Oh, it was great. Yeah, I remember those things. They were so much fun. Yep, so that's what I saw this week. Brad, what'd you say? Um, I got all caught up with Mad Men. That's probably I've... why he looks so lethargic right now. <laughs> By all caught up, you It's because mean... this chair doesn't have a back. I have to lay back like I'm passed out. <laughs> By all um, caught up, you mean all the way up to through season four? Yeah, I was okay. enjoying everything, and then Don Draper proposed to get married to that one chick and i was like <laughs> why would you do this you're a free man you're obviously gonna just cheat on her too like i don't know you've Maybe got what you, you want you don't need her to take care of the kids because betty draper pretty much does most of that like i like what why are you doing this why we, are we trading treading this old ground again we shall see well uh, yeah. we, we're not treading old ground as far as the show is concerned because we never saw that section of well i mean Betty's what's his name um Sterling is kind of did the same thing, yeah. too. 
those guys kind of did that then. I know. It's just like I already spent four seasons watching that unfold. I, I don't. I don't believe that w- where the show is going to go after this is going to be in any way similar to what we've already seen. I think their my, relationship is going to be fairly different. I hope but, so. Um, but I'm just saying, like, if like that was the cl- like the end of that season, I was like, really? Yeah. I mean, it's not the strongest. That's the direction we're going in. Like, yeah. I, I, I like the advertising part, and I've I've seen less and less. Oh, campaigns there's definitely and advertising. less and less of it yeah. over time. Absolutely. Um, so because it's that show is becoming more and more about those characters and what's going on. Uh, I'm more interested in like, okay, what kind of big marketing stuff was going on in 1966? I guess we're in now. Yeah. So I'm terrified that Glenn is going to stab Sally Draper in the face. Spoilers. But I'm, Oh yeah. That creepy kid. Yeah. He's he's actually Matt Weiner's son. Do you know Hmm? that? The, The kid who plays Glenn is actually Matt Weiner's son. I don't know that. Yeah. Which is part of why he's not a very good actor. (laughs) <laughs> um, well, if he's playing creepy, he's got to nail down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Remember that show when they just talk? I've never. I've seen one episode three times. Yeah, you should watch. No, more. you've seen three three different episodes. You just can't tell the difference. Yep, maybe. But damn, the dog food episode. It's a great one. It's actually, uh, it's spoilers for the show. It's the episode when Sally Draper finds out that Don Draper is not really Don Draper. I call it the dog food episode because it has to do with dog food. Um, that episode is is wonderful, mostly because it's it's the point where I start to really love Roger, which is important because he Roger is maybe my favorite part of season four. Does his character change like within five episodes of the first season? Because he seems like such oh, an upstanding, yeah. like responsible guy, and then Wait, early? throughout the rest of the show, he's just like this complete screw up. Oh, I don't um, agree. Like, I think he's in the first few episodes. I think he's kind of a dick. Really? Uh, yeah, like in the first season or so. Brad, I really relate to that guy. <laughs> I mean, maybe, yeah, I can see what you're saying in the first few episodes because you don't know him that well that he just right. seems like he's the the business guy who's there the whole time. I got the impression. But as time goes on, you realize he doesn't really do anything. Right. Um, but I feel like the like the first five episodes, the writers intended him to be like the straight, upstanding, uh, like Burt Cooper is supposed to be the weird, wacky partner and then Sterling. Saying. And then halfway through, they're like, uh, Sterling's not interesting enough, so make him like disp- deplorable. And well, part of that is also that I think that um, because the show actually leaps in time, and we're not used to that, I think that those characters do change a little from season to season. Uh, I'm not saying that you're not wrong. You know, it is very possible that the writers just decided like we want him to be different now. But it could be that their justification for that is that it's been four years and mm-hmm. and. I don't know. I, that, Granted, that, his that character's going through some wacky, like, midlife crisis stuff. But. Exactly. That's the thing, is that Sterling, at a certain point, when he starts doing that kind of stuff where he's midlife crisis and he's writing his own book, and you're oh, like... How about that blackface thing? Yeah, right? How, how would you feel like... Oh, I can't imagine, like, being an actor and, like, having to put... Like, he really commits to it. Like, yeah. so over the top, and it's, like, uh, so offensive to... Not that Everyone. I'm, like, terribly offended by it, but just... <laughs> Imagining other people's reaction to that, yeah, how other people get so upset by it, just and they showed it on you know network TV, obviously. <laughs> yeah, well, they get rid- they they but, they do a lot of. But stuff. I never heard anyone talk about it. But yeah. it's like the most of, like like well, it looks like the most was... offensive thing I've seen in a long time. Like the Dumbo crows, like who cares? Like this guy is. Well, yeah. but it was offensive. Like they they were doing it knowing that it was offensive. Like they weren't doing it to be offensive. Right. They were doing it as part of that time when you could do that and it, w- it was still offensive right. but 
in and a way that John Draper's reaction is like the audience's reaction, but yeah, I, I'm just imagining someone who's not familiar with the show tuning into that. Oh, I, yeah. <laughs> like just turning on to AMC and like, what the? Why are these guys in suits laughing on? at this guy in blackface? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So, and then I will watch some more Frasier just to pass the time. Cool. I'm trying to get off Mad Men because Ryan's really bored right now. <laughs> yeah. No, 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 no. I agree. <laughs> Would you I, watch James? Yeah. Um, well, a couple of things. First of all, Actually, this is the second thing I watched, but I'm going to talk about it first. Uh, AMC, while we're talking about it, AMC premiered its new show for the fall called Hell on Wheels this last Sunday. Did either of you get a chance to see it? I haven't. I saw the it preview. Interesting. That's it. Yeah, it's um. Do it's, trains have wheels? Yes. Unless well, in Hell they're on called something else. <laughs> yeah. No. They yeah they have wheels. Yeah. They run on mm. wheels that run on tracks. I don't know. They call them wheels. I thought they were just... They're tracks. Yeah, well, they're, they're, they're yeah. round. You know, like the like the first invention was the <laughs> wheel, and it's round. And sometimes the wheels run on tracks. I, I think James is talking down to you right um, now. <laughs> fuck you, James. It's a wheel. Like, it doesn't... Like, it's Hang not up a your cog. microphone and get the fuck it's, out. It's not, a, it's not a cog. It's a wheel. Like, Brad's even if it has a slightly different word, it's a wheel. Absolutely. And Helen, Helen wheel. Anyway, I'll, first I'll talk about what the show means. I just thought there was talk. a different term for train wheels. <laughs> I mean, there might be a, a secondary term, but it's the tracks still a aren't wheel. called a train road. They're called <laughs> tracks. No, because that's not a road. They're called tracks because their wheels <laughs> are on tracks. Them train a dirt road's dirt. A paved road is uh, a road, but you know we don't call a train road a you road. Don't... <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> tracks. A dirt, a dirt the road is dirt. Train wheels can have a different name too. I'm going to no, make one up. No, you keep I'm telling your stupid story wrong. and I'm, I'm going to think up a name for wheels. train wheels. Like even if there were even if even if there were a different word for them. Steamrollies. They would steam <laughs> <laughs> All right. So anyway, Hell on Steamrollies is about <laughs> metal discs. <laughs> um it's it's set during the time when uh they were building railroad east and west to meet in the middle uh to build a railroad across the the United States. Um and Hell on Wheels is the name of the camp that is at the outskirts where they're digging the track. They're digging the part where the track is going to be. Uh, and we're introduced to this guy whose name I already I don't know because we don't know that much about him yet. Um, he he fought for the South in the Civil War. His wife was killed, and he went. He he was sort of looking for a couple of people that he wanted to kill because they were responsible for his wife's death. Though we don't know what they did yet. Um, so we actually meet him as he's he's killing this dude, and then all of a sudden, next thing you know, he's on a train out to work in this camp, and he's put in charge of the black guys who are digging that first section of the ro- of the uh, train route. Um, and it's got Cole Meany in it, who plays uh, the the guy who's in char- who's like running the whole operation. And um, anyway, it's it's really good. It doesn't set up. It doesn't set up too much, and I think the character development is a little bit lack lacking because it feels like it's simply it's not doing a lot to try and get you interested in the show. It's simply starting a story, and so it sort of sets up a couple of little um, a couple of little subplots. One in which is absolutely fantastic, and and it ends on that note. And I'm like, oh man, I got I got to know what's happening there. But that doesn't feel like the main plot of the show. You know, it just feels like. Uh, it's more of an atmospheric pilot where they're like, okay, this is this is the history and this is where we're living. And if you're interested in that, come back to the show. Uh, and I think they do a really good job of it. Um, the the weird thing about it is that it has a really kind of, I don't even want to call it brave. I want to call it a cocky ending because it ends with Cole Meany 
giving a speech to no one that we see. Like he's sitting in a chair on the train and we assume that, that where we are as the camera is somebody else that he's talking to. But he starts off giving a speech about there's going to be drama and there's going to be tension and there's going to be excitement and, and all this stuff. And you realize like he's giving us a laundry list of what stuff is going to be in this TV show. And you're like, this is weird. And then he goes into this really interesting speech about how, because he is clearly an asshole. Like, even in the pilot, he's clearly going to be an asshole. Is he going to be the Al Swearingen character? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, he's very much the Al Swearingen character, yeah. if you've watched uh, Deadwood. Um, though he swears better, I should say, and less. Um, oh, yeah. He swears more historically accurately. Uh, What's the deal with AMC? Do they swear? I mean, or no. do they let it go? No, they they it? swear less than FX does. Because like, um, I've heard fuck on Mad Men. But sometimes yes, they but that get is, bleeped too. Yeah, it's it's bleeped when it's shown on shown on television. But they let them film it. Uh, Breaking Bad does the same thing. There's a couple times where he gets to yeah, say fuck early but it's, on. But it's yeah. it's not even bleeped. It's the sound drops out. It's that one. The 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 way that they do it that doesn't interfere with the story. I hate bleeps. Um, I was confused on Netflix because they do both. I'm like, oh did, weird. How does it play on network TV? But sorry, anyway, go on. Um, speech. Oh, so he's giving the speech, and he tur- it turns into him saying like. You know, a hundred years from now, when there's a railroad crossing America, and America is the most powerful country in the world, I will be remembered as an asshole. Like he doesn't say asshole, but he's like, I will be remembered as this fiend. But without people like me, without me, there would never be a railroad. And then that's sort of the the idea that it ends on. And I was like, okay, cool. I like it. I'm I'm really excited about it. I think they're gonna do something really interesting. And the main character is 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 a different kind of main character than we've seen. Um, it has a few problems. I don't think it's well directed. There's a really bad fight scene with an Indian that's just shot Native poorly. American? No, he's an American <laughs> Indian. That's, uh, <laughs> that's right. Um, I'm, I'm going to play the politically correct person. <laughs> Oddly enough. Yeah, yeah. Since when? Um, but anyway, the show is great. It's got common in it as a black dude. Uh, he's black? African-American, yeah. James. God. Fuck. No, no, he's <laughs> black. You're say those people digging the railroad. No, he's covered in ash the whole time. He is black. No, he's not. <laughs> um, but he's really good. I always like him when he shows up, even though I shouldn't like rappers who turn actors. Um, or any kind of music star. I don't want to be racist against black people who rap. Uh, or Eminem, <laughs> for that matter. Um, anyway, so that's really good, and people should check it out. The other thing I watched was Crazy Stupid Love, because last week we talked about it, uh, Ryan lent me his copy. That, you know, it was earlier this year, Steve Carell. That movie's great. It is great. That movie's really, really great. Um, It's actually... I almost want to say that it is the third movie in the trilogy, in the Roger Dodger trilogy, in my brain. Because, like, it's the same plot as Roger Dodger in a lot of ways. Roger Dodger is a movie, I, I used it in an article earlier this summer when I was talking about movies that most people have not seen, but they should. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a movie about, it, Jesse Eisenberg plays this little kid who um, isn't very good with women in high school, and so he goes and hangs out with his uh, his uncle, who is really sort of a dog. Like, he goes to clubs and picks up women every night, and that's what he's really good at. And so he's trying to learn about love, in quotes, from his uncle, and then... In my mind, Adventureland is that same movie, is that same character ten years later, still the only person in the world who believes in real love, surrounded by people who don't. And then this is a movie about a middle-aged guy who 
goes and befriends that same guy in a club who knows how to pick up women and that leads to him sort of rediscovering love himself. Are all these um, movies from the same screenwriter? No, they're all completely different movies. You're just are, associating them yourself? I associate them okay. myself, absolutely. Mm-hmm. There's, except for the like, fact I that Jesse... the same director, but... Except for the fact yeah. that Jesse Eisenberg is in the first two, there is no association other than the fact that they are the same story. Hmm. Um, three times, pretty much three. Especially Roger Dodger and Crazy, Stu- Crazy Stupid Love are the same story. With a few little tweaks. Yeah, you know um, that, uh, that's actually one of my favorite movies of the year because I I'm actually becoming a really big Ryan Gosling fan. Yeah, because he's, absolutely he he goes from he's so hot. But he goes Brad, from, Brad, you haven't seen the two Ryan Gosling movies this year. You can't shake your head at this. I saw Drive. Oh, okay. All right. Drive is amazing. Yeah. And then he's really good in that without saying very much. And then in uh, Crazy Stupid Love, he you know he starts off as the. I'm a super cocky and I can get any girl I want. But then when you start peeling away the layers of his character, really good. Really and, good. And, you know, that, I, like, I think from the trailer, the trailer makes this movie out to be a very sort of paint-by-numbers kind of movie where you know, like, well, of course Steve Carell is going to teach Ryan Gosling's character how to love, and they're both going to le- learn to love themselves, you know? Like, that's obvious, but the way that the movie goes about it is really not only unique but fun. They there are some things in there that you you don't expect and and uh, you learn to love characters in in ways in in odd ways. Yeah, you know I, I it's almost a vignette movie because it really is like there's two stories going on at the same time. Yeah, it's like a ensemble cast, but I don't know. It, you'd have to watch it. It's really good. You should check yeah. it out. But you know the part that actually broke my heart was at the very beginning, and you know oh, Steve Carell yeah. is. It's ruined it, by the trailer. But. Yeah, his wife, you know, is getting divorced, and then he's moving all this stuff out. And Julianne Moore asks, oh. and his, she says, "When did we stop being a couple?" And he's like, "Oh no, maybe the time when you slept with uh, what's what's his name? <laughs> Shit, uh, um, Kevin Bacon's character has a name that they always mispronounce in it." And then at yeah, the end, he Dan Netter it. and something. It's funny. Yeah, um, but yeah, you know, I sh- you should check it out because I was really worried that the trailer gave away the ending where him and Julianne Moore are sitting at the school but it's actually the midway part of the movie and how they keep on going on is really interesting if if i had a critique about the movie it is that um where where a movie like spanglish does the scene where a husband find out finds out that his wife has been cheating and it like man adam sandler is brilliant in that scene like you really feel like his world has broken in half Mm -hmm. in this movie I don't think that they villainize Julianne more enough. Yeah. Like, she fucks everything up in this guy's life. And, yes, the story is really about him learning lessons and getting through this. But uh, when he makes little mistakes and hiccups along the way, she still comes out of it clean. Even though you're like, wait a second, why is no one mad at this woman? Like, yeah. she has destroyed this, you know? Yeah, I feel like that is one my one critique, which is hard because the movie isn't... It, that's not its intention, yeah. you know? It's not paying attention to her, and in not paying attention to her, it, it also boils up that problem. But um, it's a great movie, and everybody should check it out. Uh, even, if in, even if you watch that trailer and you're like, eh, that seems a little bit cliche, no, you need to see it, because it's not. It's not at all. I just want to watch Emma Stone on screen. And she is great. She is Emma Stone is great. I mean, Sweet. like, I was already an Emma Stone fan, and then she did things where I went, holy shit, I know, like, when she I saw her in that so movie, I'm like, good at this. Gwen Stacy. Yeah. I mean, there are moments where she is not acting. Like, she's just 
uh, she's just this person. And I mean, it's kind of easy because I imagine that the person that she is in this movie is kind of who she is in real life. Um, but still, it's great. She's wonderful. I agree. So, uh, anything else, James, that you've watched? No, no, no. I mean, other than DS9. And The Walking Dead, which was amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. But Brad, did you catch up on Walking Dead this week? I forgot about it. That's okay. okay. That's why, yeah. yeah. Yeah, make sure you check it out. The we last couple episodes, because yeah, the last couple of episodes have been really good, but really we can't good. talk about them. Um, but, James, should people go see Immortals? <laughs> Brad, should no. people go see no. <laughs> Sure, if they love crappy movies. Um, I mean, I'm say I'm on the fence on this one. Yeah, I would say, like, maybe rent it. Yeah, like, I if it, if it seems interesting, or if it gets on Netflix streaming, like, it's not complete trash. But don't give it too much of your time. Roll trailer. Long before man roamed these lands, there was a war in heaven. The victors declared themselves gods, while the vanquished were renamed titans and forever imprisoned within the bowels of Mount Tartarus. King Hyperion and his legions seek to unleash the Titans and wage war upon this world. I will end the reign of the gods. If there is one human who could lead them against Hyperion, it would be Theseus. I have faith in you. Prove me right. I don't know if I can do what Zeus asks of me, but you can see the future. I cannot change the future. That's interesting about this movie. I, I saw the previews maybe a year ago. I'm like, oh, this movie looks stupid. Yeah. And then I saw a little more of it. I'm like, maybe this movie not, won't be too bad. And then it was released on a day when nothing else came out. So we went and saw it. Uh, but I, 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 I want to say that the story is about a man who's handpicked by the gods to stop an evil king from taking over the world. But. I don't know if they actually made that plot point in the movie. Yeah, I don't even know that that plot is really even because is relevant or clear in any way because the when the gods get involved, 
you don't understand why they're doing anything, so yeah. it, it doesn't even really matter. Or why they're not doing anything. <laughs> yeah. The movie, I, we should say, the movie is produced by the same people who made 300, and plot-wise, other than the gods' involvement, it's the same movie. Yeah, you know, like, when, I, when I was watching it, I got the sense that it was Clash of the Titans, but R-rated. Yeah, but, but not as it, this sounds. But Clash really, of the Titans really, really stupid, but like Clash of the Titans was a tighter script. Oh yeah, you, you understood why he was fighting and what he was doing. And this one, it's just, hey, I'm an old man and I'm Zeus posing as an old man. Spoiler and uh, oh, and it, Clash of the Titans is trying to be. I don't think it succeeds, but it's trying to be more the, more than this movie is. Where yeah. like that is a full big budget movie with big set pieces. Uh, there is no point in this movie where you fight, where they fight a giant CG monster. Actually, mm. I thought there was going to be because there's a there's a yeah, fight the against Titans. the Minotaur, <laughs> and then they they went again, they went in a way that I actually think was really cool with the Minotaur that um, that doesn't require them to do any kind of CG or or any yeah. you know. Yeah, I mean, like, you can't really take. I mean, like I thought the costumes were cool. Um, I, I think the Minotaur yeah, guy I think the cool with the barbed wire and the costumes to me were the best part of. The production design. The production design itself is what I really hate. Like when they're when it's just CG stuff. When it was three hundred style, then I was like, oh, okay, cool. Like there's you know it, it like it looks like it's CG, but at least I can forgive it that because I know that they're making it on like I mean this movie was made for so cheap that they like all they needed is all of the people who run a movie podcast to go see it this week and they'll make their money back you know like that is how cheap this movie clearly is but then when there were pulled back shots especially at the beginning when there's a there's a shot of the little village and like he walks out of a shack that they've got that they built for like $25 at the Home Depot <laughs> and like they hung a dead animal on it you know like that set was so cheap and those were the shots where i was like oh no this is why how did you do how did you let this happen but then the yeah the the costumes are all really cool. It just seems like, you know, they they were trying for more than three three hundred. There's a couple of sets, and then there's this one place where a whole lot of dudes fight a whole lot of other dudes, mm-hmm. and so you don't need a lot. Like you create a couple CG backgrounds and a couple CG rooms, and you have people talk to each other and some rags that they wear, and that's all the money that you need. And for the same amount of money, they tried to have them go to all these places and have these, you know, big yeah. fights that it, it feels cheaper. And uh, I, correct me if I'm wrong, when they rode the horses to the Great Wall, did they just run past the huge bad guy army? Did that make mm. sense to anybody? Oh, else? none of the logistics make any sense. Uh, I don't or know why they... Or a lot of characters' motivations make any sense. <laughs> I, I don't know why the first place that we see the bad guys attack is a village nestled on a cliff that is probably really hard to get to and seemingly has about six people and a shack in it. <laughs> like, I don't know why it's they like were there Verde. in the first place. Yeah, and there was a labyrinth. I don't know. Um, Brad? You haven't said very much. I know, you guys have been talking. Um, what do you want me to say? I told uh, you. I, 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 <laughs> I didn't want to see this to begin with, and I, know, I left I, oh, yeah, feeling man. validated. When, when we got to the theater, Brad was so against the movie that it was like... Because you say there was nothing out this week, but James gave me a list of like six or eight movies that I think at no, least no, one of were, them was... There were four movies. One of them was J. Edgar, which has as bad of a rating as this and is twice as long, so fuck that. Just because uh, other people you don't know said stuff about it? Oh, I'm sorry. Just because other people said stuff about Immortals that you don't like, you don't want to. No, see I my <laughs> well, my opinion wait, wait, was formed by the trailer, which I saw myself. Oh, this is this is true. <laughs> this is true. Yeah. Um, no, I, the production design, uh, very cheap, was totally mimicking 300. Uh, yeah. The backgrounds yeah, yeah. were obviously just like 
a small set against a huge green screen is terrible. And yet the, still, still better than Conan the Barbarian this year. Because uh, at least things it. moved in, in this movie. Mm. In Conan the Barbarian, it was like a painting. And then they stood Rachel Nichols in front of it as like, here, lady, go to that city. Uh, <laughs> then, they, like, they, early on, they make such a big deal about the old man being old. Like, that's his whole <laughs> character arc. Oh, it's God. Like, yeah, yeah. Yep, I'm an old man. John. Yeah, I'm old. Yep, I can't. I'm crazy. I don't know what I'm talking about. Here's some <laughs> wisdom. You know, it's I, just so trite and like I so recycled want, and I want John poor Hurt John Hurt. I want him to show up in more movies like this where he like he wanders in, people make fun of him for being old, and then he says some stuff that I I guess is intelligent or even understandable and then he leaves. I want that to happen in like every shitty movie I well, see from now on. Because you know, it's John Hurt and he walks on and you think He's going to say something Shakespearean. And then he <laughs> says, like, good job hitting that tree with a stick, boy. And you're like, wait, what? Yeah. No. And then um, you got the character Zeus, and he's – I know he's got a daughter, but then I figure out, like, one of the other guys is his son. And but he's not because like, it was, like, Poseidon. If any of Poseidon's you disobey me, son. I'll kill you. And then they disobey him. The one guy gets off scot-free because he <laughs> makes it look like an accident. And then his daughter and his son – uh, interfere blatantly, and he, he totally is fine killing the son, but his daughter he lets get off scot free. I can actually explain that one. I can't. I know this Hurry is up. crazy. Uh, okay, here we go. I'm trying Whoa. to talk. Okay, well, here we go. I can explain this one. So, Zeus is mad. Okay, so uh, Helios and Athena come down and save uh, Theseus because there's like eight dudes and there. And Stephen Dorff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So name? our heroes. Yeah, which his character has like a southern accent, by the way. <laughs> oh, we you have to <laughs> a southern the twang in there. So Greek our heroes comment. are there, and there's like eight dudes, right? And the gods come down and beat the shit out of these guys, and Zeus is pissed off because he's like, "You guys, it was eight dudes. Like, there was gonna be a really cool action scene here. <laughs> like, Theseus was gonna whip out his sword. We've seen him do cool shit already." Like, he can stab all these dudes with spears, and he can, like, stab a dude with a spear, and then break the spear, and then stab the next dude with the broken spear, and then break that spear. Like, he can do cool shit. There was going to be an action scene here, you guys. But you just showed up and blew everybody's heads up. What the hell are you doing? <laughs> You're ruining the movie, gods. Which I'll give it that. That's, That's why Zeus is pissed cool, off. But... No, but I actually well, thought I know that was one of the coolest scenes in the movie when he came down and was just mashing people's heads and, <laughs> yeah. and they're exploding. That's well, I think sweet. it's cool at that point in the movie because you haven't seen it already in hindsight, knowing that the whole end, the last 20 minutes are the gods breaking people in half and blood going everywhere. I feel like if you, like now looking back, that scene is not as cool. Like I would rather have a scene there where Theseus kicks ass than knowing that at the end we're going to get this payoff where the gods are finally going to intervene and be like I'm going to smash these dudes like that's the thing is like why do they wait till Hyperion breaks out the titans like why are they making everyone else go through all this trouble (laughs) when inevitably they have to come down and save the day anyway because the plot is shit well Uh. actually me and Brad were talking it seems like they had like the Helios scene where he you know uses a Milner and just destroys people and then they had that huge scene at the end. They're like, well, we have these cool fight scenes. I guess we have to make a movie around it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, but they could have really easily done... Like, all they had to do was boil everything down the way the 300 does, where there's, like, there's like four talking scenes in 300, and then the rest of it is dudes killing other dudes. And the dudes killing other dudes part is awesome. Like, yeah. that's all we want. So all you have to do is make... Like, really telegraph your story, a simple story to us, through a couple of scenes at the beginning and in the middle and at the end... 
and then have fighting in the middle, and that's all we need. Like, there's this long... There, there's all this stuff about, like, trying to get him and the Oracle together and all of that that we don't need. I mean, and by the way, this is maybe the most offensive movie I've seen all year as far as their involvement of a female character. Oh, yeah. Like, the, the Oracle shows up, and basically her whole purpose in the movie is to get our hero to the thing that he needs so that he can continue the story. And then once she serves that purpose, he has sex with her. And then that's, that's all she does. She doesn't do anything else for the rest of the movie. Uh, I mean, she prays. Yeah, yeah. It, and, and I'm in, guessing and, in 3D because her hand was... And part of the reason that that's such a problem is that they put so much emphasis on the fact that she is... They put so much emphasis on her sexuality because yeah, she's a virgin. her, her, power her powers from that. are yeah. based on the fact that she's a virgin, so when she loses that, she loses her powers. And so since that is all steeped in her sexuality, it makes that stand out even more. Yeah. And it would it would not be okay, but it would be slightly more validated if it, if this movie had the proper ending where... Theseus stabs Hyperion in the dick and then he's like ah you can't have children anymore since Hyperion's whole plan is like I'm gonna rape all the women and then all the women are gonna have my face babies like that's his whole plan I wanna kill the gods and then I wanna have my face babies with everyone uh so you stab him in the dick and then you have Theseus start getting his ass kicked again and then the oracle shows up and stabs him in the back of the head with a with a sewing needle and kills Hyperion herself and you're like oh dude okay cool she got to actually do something cuz she was she was badass early on when she was like she and her sisters were praying, and then they were like the guards came in for no reason, and then like, oh, we're gonna stab you in the face. Why like, did the guards come in? I don't know because they, they said we'll take care of the guards, and then they would start swaying, and the guards were like, hey, what are they going on? What are those chicks guys? doing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let's go get a really close look at it. <laughs> Man, I hope they don't stab me in the face. Yeah. Ah! <laughs> yeah. Hey, everybody, get every like twenty of them. Like, hey, everybody, stand up and walk over here. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. at, that, at that point in the movie, I was like, oh, okay, you know, in the same way that 300 has the really badass super chick in it, like, oh, okay, this oracle that we think is going to be, because she's so slight and, it's, you know, innocent-seeming, she's going to be really badass. Yeah. Well, no, she's not. Like, she she and her sister stab these guys. And, then and she they, just and disappears then they from the up. mountaintop. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, and she, like, goes out the back door, and then she lets him in her back door, and then that's yeah. the whole thing. hey Yeah, I, the, my feeling is this movie just reeks of... All right, we need a 300 in 3D. And we've got this cool scene in our heads of gods fighting titans in 3D and like really stylish like 300. Well, they, but we don't know what else to do, so just hire a writer, pat it out and then get it out there. And they weren't god, they weren't titans, they were really the frost giants from Thor. Yeah. Well, they're even giants though. No. Giants? Why are they even alive? Like why well, does Zeus frost, have them in a cage? The frost giants aren't even really giants either. But well, because in actual <laughs> mythology, the the Titans are all, like, um, locked up, you know? But they're also Titan. Like, they're huge, usually. Uh, like, yeah, Kronos, Kronos is God huge. War. Atlas, <laughs> Atlas is so huge, he holds up the sky. Like, the, the, you know, that's what they are. I'm they're just big. saying God of War did it better, because in God of War, you climb on Kronos' back, and there's a whole oh, yeah. level. If they're such <laughs> yeah. a menace, though, to the, like, why are they around? Like if Zeus is so because, powerful, because why is he keeping in actual cage? mythology they can't actually kill each other? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Or or like, or like they, they kill each other and then they come back. You know, like they they smash Kronos, but Kronos comes back. Like because <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. But, I mean, the best thing about this movie is that the theater was really packed, 
And I say that because it means that if this movie does really well, maybe maybe they'll make a God of War movie. I read on IMDb really it made a hundred or a million, one point four million in midnight screenings. So uh-huh. people were yeah. that interested in it to go yeah. see it last night. Which is night. crazy. I yeah. like. I thought the trailer looked like such shit. Like why? Why would people go see this movie? But the truth is, most people are dumb. Yeah, you know. Th- I mean, there was. <laughs> I'm not gonna get more listeners saying that. No, but uh, it's true. Uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, there was a phone that rang behind me. I get my seat kicked, and there was this lady who was talking too much. Yeah. I mean, it was way better than Belmar, but it was still. It's. You know, the, there was a point. The lady who talked too much. Let me just say, there's a point early on where this guy betrays them, and and he stabs this guy, and then throws him off a cliff, and we see him fall down the cliff. Oh yeah, she said, they, "Where's the splash?" Yeah, yeah, we saw him cut away. Notice, she said, "I wanted to see the splash," and it bugged me for like five minutes. I'm sitting there thinking, "Why? You know he splashes. What were you gonna see? Wait, why? You didn't? <laughs> why did you need to see the splash? I don't understand. Like it really. I kept thinking about it. Like, what did you want that for? That's the kind of person who loves exposition that's scenes. The, that's, yeah. that's the kind of person who talks in a movie theater. Mm-hmm. Anyway. But what was up? I mean, I, don't, I actually don't mind when they have American accents in those movies because I think sometimes when you try to do an English or mm. whatever accent, you sound stupid. But Stephen Dorff was way out of place. Where Mickey Rourke was okay because he's a villain and he's... And he just sounds weird anyway. Yeah. So you're like, yeah, like he's just chewing scenery so it doesn't matter exactly. what his voice sounds like. But then Stephen Dorff, you're like, what the fuck? Yeah. I mean, I didn't mind it too much because the truth is, I kind of take the uh, when Brian Singer made made Valkyrie, he took the state of the 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 standpoint of like, you know what, we all know that it's a movie. Like, yeah, if, that part of me just seemed really miscast. Yeah, well, I mean, I don't know. I like, I thought he did a good job. It's just that you notice that he sounds a little. And they different. made a big deal about that bow and arrow, and then I mean, the bow, and then he just lost it, and it didn't really matter. I, mean, I feel like. <laughs> It would be unfair of us to judge him on the fact that his voice sounds weird when there's also an Indian chick wandering around. Oh, no, I didn't think it was his voice. I mean, I just think the character alone. Yes. Oh, I his see. His character seemed like it was the American off the streets wandered into. Yeah, exactly. Like, he's got oh, all the, yeah. he's got yeah, all the yeah. slang terms and the... Oh, yeah, because at one point when he pins him, he's like, was it something I said? That, yeah. bu- that bugged me for a while, too. I was like, why did... Yeah. So that's what I mean, like, why just out he... of place. Yeah, I see that. And did you yeah. guys see Superman in the... In, uh... Theseus, because he's Superman in Man of Steel. I oh yeah, until that's the right. That's right. I forgot. Yeah, uh, doesn't really look like Superman to me. I don't give a shit about Superman. Well, he certainly doesn't look like Superman here because he doesn't have the curly Q haircut. Well, he doesn't in the pictures. You've seen his pictures, like, oh yeah, it's like slicked back hair. He's oh. got a giant cup on. Yeah, I hate no, to say no that I noticed trunks. that, but like, <laughs> he looks weird. Mm-hmm. Anyways, if you're if you want to see pop heads a boner explode, flying around at you know, light speed, there. <laughs> oh, this is true. Or just keep, <laughs> poke someone's keep, eye out. If you're Superman, there's a high probability of getting kicked in the nuts, and you don't want that either. Superman had long hair too, so I don't know about the curly yeah. cues really need to be standard. <laughs> yeah. So if you want to see heads explode, I mean, it's all right. You can rent it. Yeah, I think that the action at the end is actually kind of cool. No, and, it's, it's like it's kind of cool and very outlandish, which is again why yeah. I said the thing about last, uh, Samurai Jack because. That kind of just sort of yeah. off crazy off the wall stuff. Would, I think that, yeah, I think neat. I think you're right. I think the director has visual style for sure. Yeah, but but I don't think he's playing with the best tools. No, and you know, I I I didn't mind the movie that much, but when they showed the the title of the movie Immortals at the beginning, I'm like, wow, that looks really cheese dick. It was <laughs> above the uh, oracles. Yeah. Um, for a minute, yeah. There, I thought it was about to go into like. Like a seventies version, like a seventies <laughs> type Roman a, movie. It, it was a, it was a sort of old feeling title. Yeah, and then it quickly got modern. I was like, oh, yeah. okay, back to sleep. <laughs> 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 uh, 
so yeah. yeah um so are we seeing twilight next week i am what else comes out i don't even know i i'm i'm not even uh, i mean i've already made plans see but the thing is i don't want to spend money on it um i don't care well, you so, can spend five bucks i heard yeah i mean we can go to we can see it as a matinee the first showing on sunday and yeah but sierra wants to come and she's got work on sunday oh on sunday oh i see what you're saying oh shit fuck uh, I mean, it doesn't matter. If you I see might... it on Sunday, everyone will already have watched the movie. And I, they think, won't I need think, our commentary. I think I'm working. Uh, it's not a big deal. I mean, we can see it Friday night. I just don't want to. But whatever you want to do. Yeah, I definitely don't want to go Friday night because of the crowd. I'm pretty sure I'm going Friday night. <laughs> What's next week? November 18th. Yeah, I think it's just Happy that Feet. Movie. Happy Feet in that movie. I and think it's the only one. Hero movie. Hitler in Love. Bird. The Lie. Tyrannosaur. The Descendants. Tyrannosaur. Mm. You know, I was a stupid name. At uh, CU on the 14th, they're having a special Yikes. screening of the Muppets. But you have to be a CU student to get in there. But Qdoba sponsors. It's called the Student Program Council. And they do all these uh, free movies of movies that come out in a couple weeks that they start the buzz at the campus. Hmm. So I should call them and see if we can get tickets to it. Well, that would be cool. <laughs> Otherwise, otherwise, I still have that day before Thanksgiving off. And yeah, we can do I'm going to take that day off too because yeah. I get extra day off that week. Yeah. Anyways, uh, like us on Facebook, Real Nerds Podcast. You can email us. No emails yet to go see Anonymous with Brad at realnerds at gmail. I'm so popular. I will, I will still pay. James will pay for your movie ticket. Realnerds at gmail.com. You can also read our blogs that I need to put my blog up. I wrote a blog about uh, my 10 favorite heroes and casting. Uh, the Uncharted movie. I'll put those up in the next week. It's one of them Spider Man. <laughs> it is. <surprisingly. laughs> oh wait, wait. Did you cast? Did you cast Nathan Drake as? Uh, as himself. Oh, you mean as the hero, the top ten heroes? <laughs> yeah, well, I have the top ten heroes, and then I took um, the Uncharted um, characters, and I put an actor with him who I'd like to see play the part. Right, 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 right. Wait, but I just got a really good idea because, well, he might look too young. What's his name? The guy who's playing Spider Man. Oh, uh, Andrew Garfield? Yeah, Andrew Garfield. I think he's too little spindly for him. Yeah, he is. But if you put on some weight and you shot him from low angles, dude. Well, I'll see how well he does quips in The Amazing Spider-Man July yeah, 4th. Yeah, if he gets the quips year. down, he could do those Nathan Drake quips. Yep. Mmm, quippiness. <laughs> Realnerds.tumblr.com is where you can find that stuff. Until next week where we... Well, I, I don't know if I'm going to see We'll see what we'll do. We'll see what we'll do. Thanks. There, there will be something. Maybe it will be a me and lots of girls talking about Twilight episode. That'd be fun. Maybe you should do another poll. Yeah, maybe I'll do a poll and we'll see what they say. That's what she said. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> I'll Got you. Got it. Bye. Bye. Banana. <laughs> <laughs>